What's up, guys, and welcome to the Rise Up Man podcast. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm your host. This is my co-host, Colin, and we're going to be talking for the next indefinite period of time over the coming weeks uh, about men and rising up as men to be uh, strong followers of Christ, leaders of our family. And so uh, welcome along, and uh, let's jump into today's uh, today's podcast. All right, so Colin, we, uh, we were talking a little bit about um, this, and I shared with you the whole the whole idea about this podcast and what what I feel like God has given to me for it, and you jumped on board with it. Oh yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like we've kind of had our ups and downs with our spiritual walk independently, and like we're coming out of like a crazy place. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've definitely so my background, I kind of was raised in church and then you know went off to college kind of did my own thing for a while and uh over the past i'd say five years have really found a, a better relationship with jesus and uh it's been great yeah, yeah. what were you raised as uh i was raised in a methodist church so okay. super traditional pipe organs i mean like it was, quiet kind of worship oh or? my gosh yeah okay like it was uh it, it's Coming to coming to our church now has definitely been way different. Yeah. But we enjoy it. I mean, I never never thought we'd be in the you know, the band kind of worship yeah. stuff, but uh, I mean my wife and I love it. Yeah. And so I was raised uh, Pentecostal, running around, screaming, jumping, complete one eighty, yeah. One hundred and eighty degrees from what you were raised. <laughs> yet we find ourselves sort of on the same path at the same non denomination church now. One thing that our preacher talks about a lot, which I like, is uh, is you know, reading the Bible for yourself and making sure that you're in the Word and that you know you're placing your your loyalty to Jesus and to the Word of God over your political party. Yeah. Which I think you know a lot of people place their identity in their political party or you know, whatever other class that they identify with, and it's something that. Uh, that we as Christians aren't supposed to do. I mean, right. our, our loyalty to Jesus is supposed to be above everything. Yeah. And I think uh, when we forget that that's where our identity is, that's where, I mean, you could probably say 99% of the problems in our country today stem from that. Right. So I think about I think about this, and um, I bring this up to people, and it, it causes, like, I get kickback from it because people aren't used to hearing this. And I don't even know where I came up or not, not where I came up, but where I came along with this thinking, but I really grasped it. And that is, um, like, there's no, there's no, like, Republican Christian. There's no Democrat Christian, right? right? There's no black church, there's no white church. It's just the church, right? right? It is just Christians who believe a certain way about something. But, like, the Bible says you, you serve God or mammon, God or money, right? Right. What it's telling us is for sure you can only serve God or money, but it's also telling us you can only serve God or something else. All right. You cannot do both. So you cannot serve God and serve, you know, your political ideals or we place allegiance to Christ. You can only do one or the other. Right. We still love our country. We still honor and respect. But ultimately, for me, and like, tell and, me if, if And I think that, you know, the problem is, is that people think that you have to have one 100% one or the other. Like right. so they think that if you're placing your allegiance to 
to Jesus over your country that somehow you don't care about your country. Right, and exactly. that's not that's the not way it is. I mean, I we are incredibly blessed to yeah. live in America. I mean, shoot, I was talking about that with people in a small group last night about how, you know, we, we are so blessed to live in America and be able to worship like we do and to be able to, because I, I, I'd heard something, I think it was on Instagram, and it was a guy who was preaching, and he was uh, in a church in China, and he was, uh, he didn't realize that when you have a church in China, you preach from pretty much sun up to sun down because they don't get to meet very often. Yeah. And people had driven 13 hours mm. to be there. And he was saying that, uh, I mean, it was just inspiring. There was people there. I think he said he had 20-something people there, and he only had 15 Bibles. And there were, they were about to open up to a passage, Second Peter, I think. And uh, one, the lady shut her Bible and gave it to somebody else. And he went up to her after. I was like, hey, well, why'd you do that? She said, well, I'd already had the thing memorized, that whole chapter. Wow. And he was like, that is incredible. Like, you know, in America, we have an average of two Bibles per household, and nobody reads them. Yeah. Uh, and he was just talking about how, I mean, they are, I mean, really persecuted. And that's another thing. He asked them, uh, or asked the lady, what would happen to us if we got caught doing this? And he said, or the lady told him that he would be deported within 24 hours, and they would go to jail for three years. And so he asked the people there how many of them had been to jail. And it was like three quarters of them oh, wow. had raised their hands. They'd already been to jail because of their faith. And in America, we don't have to deal with that. Yeah. And so, I mean, of course, I mean, I'm super thankful to you know, live in a country where, I mean, for the most part, it's easy to be a Christian. Yeah. Uh, or we're not faced with the kind of persecution other places are. But that doesn't mean that I have to somehow place my loyalty to my country over Jesus. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so certain days come around, right? Like Independence Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day. Love those it, are yeah. yeah, love it. Love celebrating those days. But ultimately, if it if it came down to one or the other, you know, you have to here like you have to eventually pick one, right? Because we live in a we live in our country on earth, but we live with God for eternity. Right. Yeah. And so in my mind, you just weigh the balance. So uh, I guess kind of getting a little bit away from kind of this intro video, but, or this intro episode rather. But um, so like when I was laying in bed the other day, the other night and thinking about doing this podcast and like thought of you, um, I started just like thinking of the title, right? Or the, the name of what we could call this. And I came up with Rise Up, why? because we need men to rise up, right? We need men to be men. Um, men are under attack. That's wide open. I agree. Right? Yeah. Wide open in our country, in our world, men are under attack. Masculinity is under attack. And as I was laying there, I, I was thinking, rise up, man. So I popped open uh, my Bible, started searching out the term, rise up, came to Ezra chapter 10, shared it with you. You read it, I read it. Um, I jumped online, looked at some commentaries, kind of researched what this was about. What what is the chapter about? And so, in short, what I learned was that uh, the Israelites had come out of bondage from Babylon, but they had married all these foreign wives and had kids with their foreign wives, which was strictly against God's plan for His people. 
And so they feel guilty, they feel bad, they want to be accepted back into God's presence. And so um, they, they come up with this plan. We're gonna get, we have to get rid of all these women. We have to get rid of all the, the foreign, you know, foreign women, foreign children, the children that they had with these foreign women. And because that's the only way that God would accept them. Thank God we have a God of mercy and grace. Uh, in this example, we're looking at the women and the children being things, or being like um, actions or addictions or habits that we as men must get away from right. to get back into the presence of God. And so uh, they they came to this in the verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 5, they're talking to Ezra. And um, uh, chapter 10, verse 4, he says, rise up, this matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. Meaning, rise up. This matter is in your hands. Get rid of your your addictions. Get rid of your the things that are keeping you from God's presence. What verse was that again? Ezra chapter ten. Yeah, Ezra chapter ten, verse four. And I'm reading out of the the NIV specifically for these two words. I looked at NLT NLT and uh, it didn't it didn't say rise up. Yeah. I wanted the the translation that said rise up specifically for the podcast and like I think this is going to be our anchor verse where. We're calling men up to rise up, take back their God-given position as men, as leaders. Right? Yeah. Leaders do one thing, they lead. That's what I tell my kids, leaders lead. It's all, it's like what you're meant to do. And so in as our house- As men, that's what we're- As men. As Christian men yeah. specifically, that's what we- We're meant to lead. Right. And we don't do that anymore. Yeah, and, and you, you can see that. Uh, I was listening to the one podcast. I think you shared it with me, and the the Navy SEAL that was being interviewed oh, yeah. is saying like he feels from his perspective the churches have gotten sort of soft. A lot of churches yeah. have not every church. There's some real hardcore churches out there, right? But there's a lot of churches that, that have gone real soft, and they're catering more toward the women or the children because the men aren't showing up. Right. There's a problem when when you get to church Sunday morning and and women are leading the family in when men should be walking front. I see it all the time. You yeah. know, even guys that I grew up with or hang out with, there's so many times where I'll see their wife bringing, uh, bringing their kids to church, which is great. But, you know, I'll, I'll see them either while I'm hunting or out, you know, working or whatever. And I'll see them and I'm like, man, well, it, you ought to come, man. Like, and it just, it, it's just a weird thing now. You know, when yeah. I was growing up, my dad was, you know, adamant that we were going to church and it was, you know, and he really had that male figurehead of the yeah. family kind of role. And, uh, and you know, if it wasn't for him being, you know, the kind of man he was, you know, I know we certainly as, you know, my brother and I probably would never go to church. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, very instrumental in that. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of see what, what you're saying with that. So I went, growing up Pentecostal, we went to a real conservative church. And I do re recognize that back then, like, uh, the men were bringing their families. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it, it had their, we had our own issues back then, just as every church has their own issues. Every, every generation has their own issues. But um, I don't know. I kind of long for those days where, like, the men yeah. were men. And kind of feels like if you're, if you're like truly in it, following God in love with his word, going to church, leading your family, it almost feels like you're a minority, right? Exactly, yeah. And Well, I think there's a stigma that, and I see it all the time, 
I mean, it, there's a stigma that if you are a guy who's involved in church, that somehow you have to be this almost like a weak kind of guy with yeah. a limp handshake. And that's just not, I mean, I don't get, I don't understand where that stigma really came from. That's not the way Jesus is nope. portrayed in the Bible at all. I mean, Jesus is referred to as the lion and the lamb. Yeah. And I listened to, uh, I listened to a podcast about that specific topic not long ago. And the preacher was talking about how if you're all lion and no lamb, then you're going to do things like you're going to, you know, scare your children. You're going to run your yeah. wife off. I mean, you have to know when to be both. And, uh, you know, on the contrary, if you're all lamb and no lion, then what is going to happen when, you know, something bad you yeah, know, comes you from your family, your family? or And so you have to have that spiritual discernment to know when to be the lion, when to be the lamb. And Jesus, you know, is portrayed in both manners throughout all four of the Gospels. Yeah. That's um, that's so good. I mean, uh, one thing that that we all know is under a, a attack against males is masculinity, right? Mm -hmm. They call it toxic masculinity. Whoever they is, the, right. they. Right. Um, but what I was thinking the other day, this thought popped in my mind that what they call toxic masculinity is your God-given masculinity. Right. And it's the more I hear about people getting whatever, I don't even know if they cancel people still these days, but the more I hear about people either getting canceled or uh, being called out for being masculine or saying, you know, that uh, effeminate men are the new masculine. The more I hear about that, the more it makes me want to go fishing, hunting, yeah, camping, right. like do the things, build things and, and whatever that, that they deem as toxic masculinity. And then today I was walking around uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, and uh, I thought we should recoin the term non-toxic masculinity. Yeah. Right? And we'll just, that's what we'll call it. Anytime we say non-toxic masculinity, that's our God-given masculinity. Right. And obviously, like like you said, if you're a lion all the time, it can go too far. It can be toxic. It's it can toxic be toxic, for point. sure. You know, if, you're, if you're a lion all the time, and uh, the guy that I was listening to gave examples of, you know, if you're, if you're a lion... With, you know, I don't have daughters, but you have a daughter. And, I mean, so you know this more than I do. If you're a lion with your daughter, you know, she's probably going to be a little hesitant yeah. around you. Same thing with your wife. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's easier to be a lion with your you know, your boys. Uh, but you have to know when to be the lion yeah. and when to be the lamb. And, uh, you know, it, and I feel like that's the kind of guy that women look up to yeah. you know that's what they saw in their dads that's the that's the kind of guy that they're going to want to marry uh you know i i can't imagine many you know women these days wanting to marry you know guys who are weak and who yeah. can't protect them who can't provide for them uh and in the same sense so they they want that line but they also they don't want a guy who is you know yelling at them and yeah. abusive and things like that so you have to you have to, you know, have that control and that discipline to be both. Yeah. And how, at least from a father's perspective, how my boys see me is how they're going to grow up. Right. So they, they need to see a measure of lion and a measure of lamb. That's right. Right. Because they need to know how to be caring and loving, but they also know how to be tough. Yep. And my daughter, she has to see both versions because if she only sees one or the other, 
she's going to end up marrying somebody like that exactly. one day. And I would hate for her to marry, um, you know, let's call it what it is, a guy that is just a lamb. Right. That is uh, weak or or soft to the point where he doesn't know how to be tough. Right. right? Um, or the opposite, marrying someone who's all lion. Right. And then there's there's danger there. Exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, I love that analogy. I've never heard that before. That's really good. So going back to the Ezra chapter 10, verse 4, uh, verse 4 started with rise up. This matters in your hands. We will support you. So take courage and do it. And that was kind of the whole you know, meaning behind starting the podcast. But I want to put a little bit of emphasis on the next verse, which says, so Ezra rose up and put the leading priests and Levites in all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested. And they took the oath. Yeah. But I think the most important part of that is the first few words. So Ezra rose up. Yeah. So God gave him a command and immediately followed it up with obedience. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, we as Christian men have to do. And, and that takes discipline. That takes prayer. That takes being in your Bible. But until we decide to value what God's word is and, and put a, a value on, you know, what he says for our life versus what we think we should do in our life. Uh, we're never, we're, we're not going to see him show up like, you know, like he promises yeah. throughout the Bible. And uh, I mean, really, and you can trace back most problems that we experience today and almost all of them stem from a disobedience to God. I mean, the original sin wasn't that Eve ate in a fruit that she wasn't supposed to eat. It was that she disobeyed God. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's something, you know, all of us obviously can work on. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, it just has to almost be automatic that God said it. That's what I need to do. Yeah. There's this um, there's this old old song. I think it's an old song. I feel like it's an old song because I've heard preachers talk about it for a long time. And it says, God settled it. I believe it. Or God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Yeah. But that's actually not like the way this should go at all. Yeah. Because he's God and we're humans. God said it. That settles it. Right. Um, so who was it? Shane Pruitt or someone tweeted out recently. He said, if my opinions don't line up with the Bible, it's not the Bible that needs to be changed. Right. It's my opinions. That's good. Like literally if you, if you structure your life on what the Bible says, you will live completely free of anxious stress, nerves, right. like you will be free of it. Right. And like my wife and I have been experimenting with this and like really putting it to the test. I hate to say experimenting, but like putting it to the test, like trying God in it and like living according to the Bible, doing what it says. And obviously we're humans. We stumble along the of way. Course, yeah. um, but just putting that effort in reading the Bible every day, we're at like a day 150 or something. Uh, 170 we're reading every single day not missing a beat mm -hmm. and the doors are opening we're living generously we're, we're giving a lot and people are being generous back to us and i'm telling you like the stress relief of everything just in focusing on putting god first opening up huge doors right it's um and that's the piece that was 
how, I can't remember how it's worded. I can't remember the verse, but it says, uh, you know, God will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, you can't understand it. And yeah. if we could, he wouldn't be a supernatural yeah. God. Uh, but time and time again, I know it's happened in your life. It's happened in my life. The times where I'm putting God first is when I'm seeing blessings, ha- blessings happening. And I, you know, I can't explain it. It's not yeah. because I did anything spectacular. It's not because I, you know, you know, something of my own strength. It's because I surrendered my lifestyle to God. It's yeah. because I surrendered, you know, just little daily habits to God. Whether it's you know being in the Word, praying, uh, praying with your spouse. Yeah. I mean, all these things that uh, that you know we should be doing as men. And that it's, in my opinion, it's our responsibility and it's our duty to be doing those things yeah. as men and to initiate those things. Exactly, I I hundred percent agree. That's um, that's a, a solid point. It, it comes back down to the the decision, right? We're gonna call men up. Who are we really? Who are we? I'm just no. a regular guy. We're regular like, guys. Yeah. We are nobodies. Yeah. In the grand scheme of it, which is why I feel like we're given like this opportunity. Because like not a lot of people probably are gonna find our podcast. Right. The right people will. Hopefully, the people that yeah. need it. Hopefully, yeah, right. So, but we're nobodies, and so there's no pressure here, right? Nor we're do just, I want to be somebody. Yeah, it's not like I'm exactly. looking to. Yeah, you know, like we were talking about that the other day. Uh, you know, the First Thessalonians four. Yeah. Uh, living a quiet life, working with your hands, and you know the some of the people that you and I admire most live that kind of lifestyle yeah. and they just seem like people who, you know, have a piece about them yeah. that, you know, I don't have whenever I'm, you know, living a life where I'm trying to be loud about things when of the world for stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to be, I want to minimize myself as much as possible. Like we, we talked about that the other day. Like if I'm trying to preach the good news to somebody, and I'm telling them about my story. Uh, I want to try to, you know, make it seem like it's not a story about me at all because yeah. it's not. It's a story about Jesus and who yeah. He is and what He's done and how that has changed my life. But in reality, it's not because of anything that I did. Right. It's, yeah. He's He's the main character. Right. We're just the supporting character. Right. Where He shines His light on us. Exactly. That's it. Um. There's little things like, uh, you know, we're we're both very fond of Phil Robertson and and the whole Robertson clan, right? Mm-hmm. And he talks about, I think he says something to the effect of First Thessalonians, where he's like, I, I mind my own business, I stay in the woods, I enjoy life and be right. in nature, and like, that's what makes a good life. Here's the deal. We're only here on this earth for a short period of time. We can enjoy our time here, and we don't have to make it to the top tier exactly. of popularity. Right. Dude, I'm not even concerned with what's going on here because I know what's coming after this is so much greater. Right. Like, this is just a pit stop. Right. Like, this life. If you make this life your end goal, that sucks, man. That's exactly. sad. Because this is just the pit stop getting to the final destination, right. which is where the real joy and happiness is. Right. Which is why, you know, my main goal in life, you know, besides the, you know, living a quiet life, working with my hands, you know, is to preach the good news of Jesus. I mean, more people need to know this message. 
And if it's not us as men who are going to take charge and say, send me, I'll go spread that good news, then, you know, then the world's going to have a louder voice than, yeah. uh, than us. And it's, uh, and that's currently what's happening yeah. you know, in a lot of places. And, and people are, because people are looking for something, you know, yeah. people are looking for some kind of truth. They're looking for somewhere to put their identity and uh, what better place to put your identity in than Jesus. That's right. Yeah, because our, you know, we were created by him. We are his creation. Therefore, innately, you have a longing for him. Exactly. You've got a hole in your heart that is the size of his love. That's right. And only he can can give you the peace that you desire, right? Because he's the one that created you. He's the only one that can fulfill that that longing that you have for something. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited, you know, in the coming days to explore all this stuff about what it means to be a Christian man, rise up, put away the things, the addictions, the habits, the distractions, and and just follow Jesus more closely. I'm excited. Cool. Me too. All right. That's um, Um, cool. Well, uh, I think now is a good time for us to wrap up this short episode. We're going to do these hopefully every week. Thanks, guys, for watching this episode or listening if you're on any of the podcast podcast apps. Uh, Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you next episode.